This four-part series on the Inner Freedom Initiative is to help people that struggle with anxiety. My hope here is to break up the word anxiety into categories to help us understand what might be happening within our body when we feel anxiety surfacing. I could add even more categories to this series, but for now, we'll be looking at the common areas I see in a counseling room, and I am calling them cognitive anxiety, transitional anxiety, trauma-induced anxiety, and viral anxiety. Anxiety can feel like a big dragon to face in your life, which is why we are going to break it up into parts and find ourselves breaking free. Grab a notepad and a pencil, because here we go. We're in the second part of our series on anxiety. This one's all about transitional anxiety. And so why I've broken these up into four different parts is because anxiety can have a feeling where it feels all over the place. I often hear people describe it as a feeling that it isn't any one thing, it is feeling everything all at once. And I've found that helping people break up that sense of everything all at once and breaking it up into chunks and labels allows them to gain a sense of order among the chaos. And so that's what I'm hoping to accomplish with this four-part series is I want to give you guys labels and understanding. I want you to be able to recognize and observe what type of anxiety or what emotions are surfacing and be able to say, what type of anxiety is this? Um, Because when we lump everything together, I think the lumping process makes us feel overwhelmed. It makes us feel like our life is a closet that is way too hard to organize. And so if we can just organize the clutter, um, I call it decluttering the mind, it can help us be able to feel a sense of release, releasing an aspect of pressure when it comes to anxiety. In the last episode, we talked about cognitive anxiety, which is the term that I use for people whose thoughts run the show and take over. And so if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you go back because they're all going to be things that help you be able to understand and become more aware. But cognitive anxiety is where your mind is really taking over. And we talked about understanding your train of thought, the purpose behind the chaos. And then I asked the question, who is at your mental meeting? With transitional anxiety today, what we're uncovering is the different transitions in our life, that there's times where anxiety isn't necessarily a bad thing, Um, that anxiety is a natural response to stress. It's our body's response to change, transition, to things are different than the way they once were. It's our body's response to um, our stability has been shaken. And so your body goes through an earthquake whenever it's resettling the foundation in your life. And so when you take that aspect of anxiety and you start to understand that all anxiety isn't bad, that sometimes anxiety, which just like all emotions, anxiety is an emotion that's trying to tell me something. It's trying to do something. And so that's why we're unpacking these parts of anxiety and trying to understand meaning behind feeling. With transitional anxiety, anytime you go through a major or minor life stage, your body goes through an anxiety shift. It's recalibrating. It's learning a new normal. 
A career shift can be one example of transitioning to a new normal. Your body's having to adapt to all the new rules, all the new things. And when you get your job description before you sign on to a new position at a company, you see the different aspects of what this job entails. And so you prepare yourself for some of those adjustments. But the adjustments that you don't prepare yourself for are all the little idiosyncrasies of the position that you weren't prepared for, that you have to have a new email, that you have to change the way that you commute or get to work, that you have to um, adapt to the social norms of that environment that might be different than the last environment, that you have to change your work schedule, the day-to-day tasks, your phone voicemail has to change, and you have to do all of these small things uh, that you aren't fully prepared for when it comes to transition. Having a new child enter the family system is another one filled with so much joy, so much anticipation and excitement, but there's all these little things that pop up and come up when it comes to transition that you weren't fully ready for until it's faced right in front of you. Transitional anxiety is when all of these things kind of pile up on each other, that you're going through a transition. And when we go through transition, all of these little variables are all packed in and piled together, where I have to do this and this and this and this. It's not just one thing. It's everything all at once. But when we go through transition, we're transitioning and we're learning. We're transitioning and we're updating, taking in new information as we go. And so things get a little harder when it comes to transition because our brain is having to do a lot of updating in the process of all of the change and transition. When my phone updates, it tends to update while I'm sleeping. This morning I woke up and it had said that it had updated its system while I had it on the charger overnight. And it really got me thinking about the fact that it would be great if we could all have those types of experiences where we can say, excuse me, I'm in transition. I just need to sleep for a little bit. I need to just take in new information. I need everything else to block out of my life so that I can just focus on the transition that I'm currently in. But we don't get that opportunity. The computer and the phone get to update while it's at rest. But you and I, we update while we keep moving, while we keep going. And so no wonder when we go through transitions does anxiety surface because we're having to update while we're moving. And so our body goes into this hyperdrive that manifests and starts to look like anxiety. It feels like a ball of nerves or it feels like a tightness in our chest because we're carrying more weight than we were the week before. And so I want you to start to notice all of these things so that you can both appreciate while you understand what's happening when anxiety surfaces in your life. The three things I want to highlight and focus on today is I want you to make room in your life for transition. Number two, release the sense of urgency on all things. And then number three, we're going to talk about transition loops, which a lot of you might find yourself in. 
With the first one, I'm asking you to make room in your life for transition. And so a lot of that goes in line with the understanding that I gave you that your system is updating. And so I want you to acknowledge that your system is updating. And when we're going through a system update, there's some other things in our life that not necessarily we have to block out, but we might have to put to the side. Or you might just need to be aware that your brain is taking in an influx of information all at once. And if you're anything like me, this part is so hard to do. It is so hard for me to not perform at my optimum level. It is so hard for me not to make dinners uh, to the caliber that I would like to for my family to sit down at. It's hard for me not to host events. My hospitality heart just wants to invite people over and fill the house with noise and friendship. There's so many things that come up for me that are hard to do, but when I take on everything, I feel everything at the same time. So one of the things I've learned to do is make room in your life for transition. Allow yourself to understand and respect the fact that you're going through a transition. Other people will respect it. What's hard, uh, what's most difficult is will you respect it for yourself? My kids don't really mind if we are going out to eat more or we're not having the dinners to the caliber that I want. Um, It's me that has the issue with it. It's me that has the problem. People in my life are understanding when I go through a busy season. Um, So it's not them that's as concerned about things as it is that I am, that I struggle with making room in my life for transition because I want to be able to do all the things for all the people and add, 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 juggle, juggle, juggle. But what we need to do to live a healthy life and to understand and to manage anxiety to a healthy level is we need to make room in our life for transition. One of the things that can help with this is to jot down what you're putting to the side. That if we're going to have to make room for transition, there's some things in your life where you are probably going to have to put it down to the side for a season. Or you have to think creatively and that things in that area have to look different than it once did. So I use the example of dinners for my family. And so for for me, what that looks like is I try to organize some of that chaos, meaning that if I'm going through a transition in my life, transition or tragedy, um, so it can be both good or bad, that I try to normalize and make stability in areas that I can't put a lot of focus in. So our meals might look very similar. I might pick like, here's kind of what we do this month and the next month it's gonna look the same, except it might change it up a little bit. And so I try to make room for transition in my life by being creative when it comes to changing the way that I do things, is that I can't reinvent the wheel every week with the dinners that I make and the grocery items that I purchase. Um, So when we we go through a transition in our life, I have developed a sense of learning when it comes to having a set grocery list um, of here's kind of the staples that we need, here's things that we need in the house, and then I ask everybody, what do you want to include on that? And then every week, I kind of just replenish, replenish the stock, um, that we have our taco night, that we have chicken with a vegetable, we have, you know, burgers, we have burgers once a week, of course. And so there's things that I try to make a staple because I don't have room to be creative in that area of my life right now because I'm having to be creative somewhere else or I'm having to make a transition. Of course, 
learning how to do things on the computer is something that takes my brain so much energy that writing out what I want to put in a podcast does not take nearly as long as me figuring out how to record it, making sure there's no background noise, and being able to edit all of the things. And so when I make room for something new, when there's a transition in my life, I've prepared myself that I'm going to get frustrated, I'm going to be a little bit more stressed, that there's going to be a learning process that my brain's going to have to go through. And so I can't do all the things. I can't perform at optimum level in everything while I'm learning how to perform a new task. And so making room in your life for transition allows you to respect the fact that I'm going through a transition. It allows you to say that to yourself. And I think when we just give ourselves that simple acknowledgement, we allow ourselves um, to not be as shocked. I think the shock wave of stress with transition is what brings um, almost panic is when anxiety can increase to that super heightened place because we're shocked by it. And so one of the things I'm trying to do with this particular episode is allow you guys to feel a sense of normalcy, that transitional anxiety is something that's going to come up so that hopefully we can allow you to not have that shock wave of, oh my gosh, everything is so big, so heavy. And instead, I want you to acknowledge that heaviness comes with transition. And so let's try to figure out ways that we can navigate transitional anxiety so that transitional anxiety doesn't take over um, our complete life. And so making room in your life for transition is one way where you can find a sense of control, where you have to include a little bit of creativity, but where you find stability in the areas that you can't give all of your focus to so that you give your brain time to adjust. Remember that phone metaphor that I used. So what you're doing is when you create stability in other areas of your life, um, it allows you to put your mind at rest in those areas so that you can more fully do your update of the new system that you're learning, of the new process, of the new thing that you allow yourself to slow down over here in these three areas or whatever areas you list out so that you're able to take in new information. It's when we take in new information while we're running that we get overwhelmed and we don't understand why it's taking so long to adapt. And a lot of that is because we're updating while we're moving at a high speed. The other thing I want to encourage you to do is jot down what you put to the side, that I'm asking you to make room in your life for transition, to put things to the side a little bit, which doesn't mean forget about them. It just means you probably need to find a way to do things with stability in those areas where you're not reinventing the wheel with new things, that maybe what your morning workout looks like, instead of changing it up, that when you go through a transition, you're just going to kind of keep it at a managing pace, that here's what I do. I run for 30 minutes, and then I do this, and then I I lift the weights and then I do the abs. Whatever your, your thing is that you might not want to be changing too many things up in your life all at once. So find areas that are healthy habits in your life and just find stability and then jot down what you put to the side so that you can remind yourself that those are the things you want to pick back up later. Um, because what I don't want to happen is if I'm going to put family dinners to the side where I'm not going to think creatively in that area for a while, what I want to make sure doesn't happen is that I never pick that back up. Because I like cooking. I enjoy being in the kitchen. I enjoy the process of making a mess and then everybody having to work together to clean it up or whatever the case may be. I like the memories of the kitchen smelling like smoke 
smoke, but then eventually realizing that we figured out how to make this recipe and it becomes a staple in our home. I like those moments. So while I'm in transition, I have to put them to the side so that I can learn a new task, but I don't want to put them to the side forever. What I want to encourage you to do is make sure you jot down what you're putting to the side to remind yourself that there are things that you need to pick back up. For some of you, you're going to notice this in not such a, you know, I I noticed a nice, happy, fluffy one when it comes to cooking dinners with your family that sounds so happy. Um, But another one that I've seen take place is when we do this with relationships in our life, is that sometimes the thing that gets put to the side is I can't go on date night. I can't invest in my relationship right now. I can't put a lot of energy into the marriage, into the person I'm dating, into um, somebody that I'm interested in, or into to my best friend that I have to put relationships to the side and so here's one of the things you might notice and I'll talk about this a little bit with transition loops is that some of the things we put to the side we don't ever pick back up and so it's one thing if it's family dinners or it's your morning workout and you're just changing things up and you're not elevating those areas of growth in your life It's another when it's relationships. And so for some of you, you went through a major transition and the thing that you put to the side, whether the transition was a job loss, a job gained, a promotion, um, whether the transition was a move in your life, getting secondary education, all of these different things. For some of you, it might have been that you went through a transition and you put some things to the side and they're things that have been put to the side for far too long and you haven't picked them back up. We want to make sure that we're not kicking things out of our life that we love, that we enjoy, that we need to cherish, that we need to invest in, especially in regards to relationships, but that we might need to be creative or think differently about how we manage those areas of our life while we tack on new things, while we adjust and while we update the system for a new transition. But for some of you, there's things that you have let go of in a transition of your life that you need to pick back up or that you need to start investing in for the first time. Marriages are the one that I see commonly where people go through a transition in their life and they have to put the marital relationship or they feel as though they need to put the marriage on the side so that they can focus on their career. Um, But then super down the road, here I am talking to them and we're trying to figure out how do I re- engage in an area of my life that I have pushed to the side for far too long. And so I do want you to hear that blend of both is when you go through transition, you do have to make room in your life for that transition, but make sure that you jot down what you put to the side to remind yourself that there are things that you will need to pick back up. And also think creatively, think of ways that you can plan for that transition so that you don't forget about the things that are important to your life. Um, And so there's some things that you need to make sure that you don't lose sight of because we can lose sight of our priorities when we're in transition because we get so hyper-focused on updating our system that we forget about all of the other things that our phone is supposed to be doing well. So that's just something I want you to think about. Make room in your life for transition. The second one is release the sense of urgency on all things. 
And what I'm meaning by that one is that one of the things I notice with people and with myself when it comes to anxiety increasing and you're getting that sense of panic, that sense of overwhelmment when you're in the middle of a transition in your life is that anxiety tends to latch itself onto other things and it gives us this sense of urgency. Anxiety might feed you declarations of now, this can't wait, and it provides moments of promises that say you'll feel better if you, and then fill in the blank. Then after you've done that task, it will say one more time. It will say do one more task, learn one more skill, do one more thing if you want to be good enough, better than, if you want to excel, if you want to succeed, if you want to be better than everybody else, if you want to be esteemed, if you want to be good at what you're doing, you need to do more. That can be the voice of anxiety, which follows into our previous episode on anxiety, cognitive anxiety, because your thoughts begin to run the show. And so I want you to just prepare yourself that what we're going to do as another course of action with releasing this sense of transitional anxiety is making sure that you release the sense of urgency because anxiety is going to tell you right now we have to do this thing. And that mindset is going to put you on a course where it feels like everything bleeds into that, where everything is a right now. How I know that somebody's going through a transitional anxiety and they're getting this sense of urgency is while their life's in transition, all of a sudden, everything needs to be cleaned. Um, They go through this nesting system where all of the cabinets need to be organized. We need to purge. We need to get rid of. We need to cleanse. And some of those can be really good feelings. It's just the timing of that sensation happening while you're going through another transition in your life tends to overwhelm the system. So you begin to have more fights with your partner because all of a sudden right now the sense of urgency is that if we don't fight about who does the dishes right now, I don't think we'll ever have time to fight about this. Like anxiety gives you this sense of urgency where we need to get everything in order because you have one area of your life that you are actually being very intentional about when it comes to getting in order. And so there is something that bleeds over when it comes to anxiety and that's where we have these feelings of everything all at once instead of one thing at a time. Um, Because when you're in a transition, you're trying to transition and get one thing in order, whether it's your career or transitioning with the household, whether it's with a move, anything that's going on, a transition or tragedy in your life, you're having to go through transition. And so there's one area of your life you're transitioning and trying to get into order, which bleeds over into you wanting everything in your life to be in order. But that can actually cause more anxiety because you're finding more things to attach stress to. You're wanting everything to be organized and put together. And so be mindful of anxiety's sense of urgency in a transition. That in a transition, it's going to want the whole house to be cleaned. When really what you're focusing on when you're in a transition is you're trying to organize the closet. But the closet isn't good enough. Your brain is telling you, the anxiety is telling you, the closet's not good enough. If you want the closet to feel good, you have to get everything in order to feel good. Um, But that's going to be a difficult task to do and you're going to overwhelm yourself because through a transition, you're doing everything at the same time. 
remember that you're growing and you're learning and you're taking in new information when you're going through a transition. And so you probably don't want to use right now to do all of the things. Now, all the things are probably things you should write down or that you do need to pay attention to. In counseling, I say, let's jot this down and let's make sure that we touch on this topic or this subject or this area, but let's also be mindful that now might not be the best time. And so I think that sense of releasing and rescheduling allows people to feel a sense of, okay, as long as you promise me that we're going to talk about how messy the kitchen is, or as long as you promise me that we're going to talk about that one time that my spouse did this thing that I really want to bring up. And, um, and so when I give people that sense of peace, it allows them to release the sense of urgency that all the things don't need to be talked about and brought up at this moment. Um, that let's get through this transition. Let's uh, acknowledge and observe the feelings that surface, but let's probably not bring up everything because your anxiety is telling you that everything needs to be talked about, fought about, discussed, and action taken on every area of your life, but it doesn't with the wording right now. Um, The other side note I want to put in on that one is that anxiety will tell you you've got to do one more thing. That, oh, we have to talk about this. We have to fight about this. We have to do this. I have to accomplish this task. And then after you do that thing that anxiety told you to do, it says, okay, I've got one more thing for you. You've got to do this. If you want to be happy, you need to do this and then this and then this. And then um, even in spiritual relationships, I think we have this uh, spirit of religion in our head that says you have to do one more thing for God to love you the way that you should be loved. You've got to do one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. And one of the things I want you to hear is any area of your life where you hear the whisper of just one more, just one more thing, just do one more thing for approval, for acceptance, for love, to be happy, to get through this transition, to make your anxiety go away. Anytime you hear the whisper of just one more, it's most likely not a voice that you want to trust in your mind. Um, And so that's one of the things I'm hoping you accomplish with releasing this sense of urgency is that going through a transition, anxiety will tell you right now this needs to happen. This can't wait. Everything needs to be discussed, talked about, and an action plan figured out to day before you go to bed. And I want you to just release this sense of urgency because anxiety putting that pressure on you is probably getting you to not make the best decisions in your life because you have all of these deadlines that need to happen within a 24-hour period. So try releasing the sense of urgency with anxiety. And with the last one I wanted to mention with transitional anxiety, I wanted to bring up transition loops. This is the one that most all of us have experienced, um, that maybe you didn't have a word for it, but I hope that you use this word now, transition loops, or when we get stuck in constant transition. So everything we talked about was giving you mechanisms and skills to get through a transition. But the experience and the observations that I have of of other people's lives and of my life as well is that sometimes when we go through transition, right on the crux is another transition. And they're constant. They're ebb and flow and they're never ending. And instead of feeling like you get to cross a finish line, it feels like we're constantly running races. And so that's what happens when you get stuck in a transition loop. 
It means that you get to a place where, okay, Emily, all the things you've said make sense. And if I was going through one transition, these are great tips and tricks. But when I go through transition and then another transition and then another transition, and I feel like I'm constantly having to repeat the same cycles, my brain feels like it's on overdrive. I feel like I'm going to scream and I'm actually transition exhausted, you know, where you're just done. I just want, you know, you get to the point where you're just craving stability, um, but transition is how we grow. And so there, it, transition in your life is a good thing. So one of the things I want to encourage you with if you're stuck in a transition loop is make sure that you are celebrating the milestones. Look at the timeline of everything that you've been through, that you've gone through, and I want you to find some of the milestones in there because there are some things that you've been through that you've gone through when it comes to your transition loop that each transition has had some sense of growth with you, with your family, with your friends, with the people that you surround yourself with, with your living situation. Some of the transitions have milestones that you can celebrate. I also want you to recognize the growth, recognize the growth that you've had to uncover. Some of the transition loops haven't been good, that they haven't been continual promotions where you're like, wow, look, I started at the bottom and I worked my way to the top. For some of you, your transition loops are you went up and then you went down, you know, got to a good place in your life and then your addiction came back. Or you got to a certain place in your life and then you lost your job and you felt like you had to start over. Maybe you felt that way leading up to the year 2020 when everything kind of plummeted and dropped and you had a great sense of motivation and drive going in your life and then everything just sunk and you're having to refine this sense of motivation and desire. Whatever transition loop you are in, celebrate the milestones. Recognize that growth took place even when success didn't. I think we tend to identify those terms together that growth means success, but sometimes growth can take place even when success doesn't take place. Celebrate the milestones, recognize the growth. And then the other thing I want you to do is notice what has been consistently left behind. And so that first thing I gave you was make room in your life for transition. But if you are in a transition loop, I want you to be able to be adult enough that you can own that there are consistent things that I have left behind. There are consistent people that I have left behind that I need to re-engage with. There are priorities and values in my life that I have pushed to the side going through all of these transition loops that I've made the loop the focus of my life instead of things that I value, things that I love. And we talked about uh, Christianity a little bit. There's a lot of people, when you're going through transition loops, the thing that you put to the side is your relationship with God, that you've put that to the side with such consistency that you've got to get that back in focus, that your relationship with your spouse has to be something that is put on the calendar, on the agenda again. The habits that you developed while you guys were going through a transition or a tragedy aren't the consistent habits that you should maintain. You need to get back a sense of intentionality with the things that you have left behind. And so make sure that you recognize what is consistently getting left behind and then decide if you want to make room for that or not. Because there's some things that you have pushed to the side. There's people that have been pushed to the side. 
And if you don't reinvest in those relationships and those values and priorities, then they're things that aren't going to ever fully get back into your scope because you are on a transition loop. So don't allow transition loops to rob you from experiencing full freedom, full joy, full peace, full laughter, full love. Don't allow transition loops to be the thing that dictates and drives your life. Transition is good, but getting stuck in a transition loop can have you lose sight of the things that are most important in your life. So make sure that you are maintaining focus, that you are maintaining a sense of making room in your life for transition while also releasing the sense of urgency on all things. And then friends, I hope that you make sure that you recognize when you are stuck in a transition loop, that you celebrate the milestones, that you recognize the growth, and that you notice what is consistently getting left behind, and that you take action in those areas. Thanks for tuning in today on this discussion on transitional anxiety. Man, I feel like we could have dived in so much more because transitional anxiety is something that we all experience, that we all have in common. Stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to talk about trauma-induced anxiety, and then I really think you're going to benefit from viral anxiety, so make sure you listen to those episodes as well. I can't wait to hear how this episode has impacted and shifted your perspective on anxiety. Thanks for tuning in with us today. This is Emily Funderburg. You've been listening to the Inner Freedom Initiative where we're breaking chains in our life and walking in freedom. I hope you were encouraged and inspired today to find an area of your life that just needs to be released so that you can find freedom. Subscribe to the podcast so that you can stay tuned with us and hear more just like this one we had today.